We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Your love for him is founded, grounded on his love for you. So our love for him is founded and grounded on his love for us. And it's also fostered by the revelation of that love. It grows by the revelation of that love. The more revelation or understanding of the love of Christ, the love from Christ to us. The more understanding of that or the more revelation you have of that, of the love from Christ to you the greater will be your love for Christ. Our reference point, our benchmark, our benchmark of love, our benchmark for loving others has has to be the love of Christ. That's our benchmark. That's our reference point all the time. Our benchmark for love, for loving others, is the love of Christ. It's love for us. Again, we're talking about the love of Christ. Let's catch a little glimpse of this amazing love in 1 Corinthians 13. Maybe that little glimpse, that little glance will translate to a long or prolonged gaze that will be very captivating and will get you transfixed. 1 Corinthians 13, I read it from the New Living Translation. 1 Corinthians 13 from verse 4, just from verse 4. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. And it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whether the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never gives up. Never loses faith. It's always hopeful. And endures through every circumstance, prophecy, and speaking in unknown languages. And special knowledge will become useless. But love will last forever. Love never dies. Love never fails. Love always wins. Love always wins. Whether it's in marriage or in just friendship. Anywhere. Even at your workplace. Anywhere. Even in the business world, you can apply love anytime, anywhere, in all, on all occasions, in all relationships. Love will always bring you on top. Love will always win. To the extent that Jesus Christ says, I tell you, love your enemies. Love your enemies. That's not easy to do. It's easy to talk, but it's not easy to do. Even those who persecute you. Says love them. Those who are about to kill you, those who are killing you, say love them. Say if your enemy is hungry, do what? Feed him. If your enemy is thirsty, do what? Give him water to drink. And that, that would just baffle your enemy. That would just make your enemy speechless. You see, the scripture says what? It will heap coals of fire upon the head of your enemy. It's like what is wrong with this lady? What is wrong with this girl? 
What is wrong with this man? He is not even touched. He is not even moved. What is he thinking? Is he crazy? He must be crazy. But he might even come to you and sit you down and say, tell me what's wrong with you. Are you blind? If they can come to you directly, they will send some people to come and investigate and find out, are you cuckoo? That you are not even retaliating. You are not doing something bad to someone who is really very bad to you. The only way we'll be able to do that is a revelation of the love of Christ to us. Without that, we don't have the ability to do that. We don't have the strength to do that. The natural thing is for us to get even, for us to now tit for tat. You do me, I do you. But the love of Christ constrains us. The love of Christ restrains us. The love of Christ motivates us, moves us, drives us. The love of Christ compels us. So because of the love of Christ for us, because of his, love, of his love for us, toward us, we obey him. We obey him. We honor him. If you say you love somebody, you've got to honor them. Or if you honor somebody, you've got to love them by being obedient to them. So if we say we love Christ, you've got to honor him. And if you honor him, what do you do? You obey him. So if we say we love Christ, it means we are obedient to him. If, because if we are not obedient to him, then we don't honor him. We don't love him. So love will always win. Love does not die. In fact, look at that scripture again. That 1 Corinthians 13, the last verse there. What does it say? It says, and now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love. Who is the greatest? God is the greatest. So love is the greatest because God is love. God is love. So love is the greatest. But the love we are talking about here is not the one that we see around in the world or that we can experience in the world or from the world is the love that comes from above. The love that comes from above, that is above, is superior. That love is superior. That love is pure. No hidden agenda. That love is self-sacrificing. That love is giving. That love is forgiving. That love is captivating. That love is powerful. That love will arrest the worst of criminals. That love is irresistible. You can't just shake it off. In fact, if a wicked person meets it, he might turn away from it, but he can't forget it. He can't forget it. You can't go untouched having met this love. The love of Christ is captivating. It will apprehend you. It will apprehend you. So much to say, so much to write, so much to talk about love in general. Much more to do with it. In fact, a lot to speak about the love of God. Much more to do with the love of God. Now, if we would do a little bit of what we know, we just do a little bit of what we know of the love of Christ. Wow, we would do really very well. Just a little bit of what we know. But we talk more than we do. If we would just do a little bit of what we know, we'll transform the world much more. So may the Lord help us to relate, to communicate, 
to deal with the love of Christ with others all the time. To, for the love of Christ to be conspicuous, to be really apparent in everything that we do, in our conversations, in our interactions, in our dealings. Again, wherever it may be, whether it's in the business place or in school, in church or outside of church, whatever it is you are doing, that the love of Christ will come out very clearly, very, very clearly. In fact, really, we've got to be intentional about it. We've got to be deliberate about it. We've got to be conscious because there is a lot of things out there and everybody is destructful of others. Even when you do some things like, I wonder why. Why is he doing it? Why is she doing it? So for yours to be different, it has to be intentional. It has to be different. It has to be deliberate. In fact, sometimes you have to actually turn to the word of God and ask God to lead you, to help you, to deal with some situations because they are difficult situations. When love calls you, it's challenging you. When love calls you, it's calling you to come up higher, to deal differently. Not the way others do, but the way Christ would do. What would Christ do? How would Christ deal with it? The love of Christ. This scripture, Romans 8, 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Romans 8, 35. Romans 8, one of our scriptures that we've been considering on the love of Christ. Looking at this scripture, this verse 35 especially, or specifically this verse 35, Romans 8, 35, is like a threshold, a doorway between two sides of the same coin, between two sides of the same thing. And that thing is the love of Christ. I will explain what I mean. Romans 8.35, what does it say? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? I say it's like a threshold, like a doorway. If you look this way, you see something. If you look the other way, you see something. They are different, but they are connected. And they are not so much different because they are linked. Romans 8.28-35, you can actually start from Romans 8 verse 1. But even if you just start from Romans 8 from verse 28 to 35, you will see that that portion dwells on the love from Christ to us. Romans 8, 28 to 35. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Who is the who? Me, you. Okay? So he foreknew you. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. It's like I want him to be like my son. I want him to be like my son. I mean, people do that. I see a great person. Loving, caring person, and you name your child after them because you really like them. Not because, not, not because you just like the name. If you like the name and you don't really so much like 
the way of life of that other person, you're probably not going to, be, to name your child after them. God wants you to be like his son. That's a great honor. That's a great love. He wants you to be like his son. And he has done this so that his son will be the firstborn among many brethren. He will be the pattern son. And verse 30 says, Moreover, whom he predestined, you that he predestined, he also called you. And not only called you, he also justified you. And not only justified you, he also glorified you. Mind you, all these before you were born. All these before you knew him. 